the Discussing Network presents Discussing Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Kyle Jones, and we are coming off of a three-week recording hiatus. And I'm not sure that since we've started this, if we've had a three-week recording hiatus. But the people who are going to help me answer that question, speculate that question, is none other than Lee Shackelford. Lee, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I have been... Uh, in the UK. I have been in the UK and in uh, France and uh, came back a little sick, but um, um, it could have been worse. So I'm, I'm just glad to, glad to be here. Glad to be here. And I, I appreciate you chilling things while I was on the road. Great to have you back and also great to have back none other than Mr. Clarence Brown. Mr. Brown, how are you? I'm doing great, and I am happy to be here to do what we do every week, Kyle. Try to take over. <laughs> no, uh, talk about Doctor Who. Wait, what are we doing today? I don't even know. We are talking about Doctor Who, but we are not reviewing an episode because we've missed each other, and we've not talked to each other literally for three weeks. The last time we recorded, I believe, was on March the 17th, so we thought that everyone listening, since you're part of the Discussing Who family, you could just kind of catch up along with us. So gentlemen, I have a question. I want to know about the story behind episode number 276, because the two of you did something that I have been asking since 2016 to do, and you finally did it. So whoever's idea it was, I have no clue. Everyone listening, you're finding out along with me. Tell me about it. Yeah, I, I, you, you, you had made it practically a, uh, a requirement. And um, I, I was trying to think of things that we could do um, remotely while I was on the road or whatever. And I thought, well, you know, obviously this would be a perfect time for, for uh, Clarence and I to take a lunch break and uh, record something in the middle of the day. So I thought that worked out rather well, didn't you? It, yeah, yeah, quite literally took our lunch breaks and talked <laughs> about fandom. So that was a lot of fun. A, a good break in the day. But uh, I hope you were pleased with it, Mr. Kyle. Oh, so let me tell you, I purposely did not even want to, you know, choose an image. I let you guys choose it because I did not want to know anything going into it. I completely wanted to be totally a fan listening to the episode. And I was a fan. I even, I have to be honest, I did catch myself several times just like wanting to jump in and say, no, Peter Capaldi didn't say that. His first words were kidneys. Yes. I got new kidneys. That's right. Yeah, a lot of things that, that so, I thought about when listening to it again, thought, oh, why, why didn't we say what we know? But whatever. That's where Kyle comes exactly. in, right? Yeah. With the quotes. <laughs> But but seriously, guys, thank you. That was so much fun to listen to. I had a ball. I hope everyone listening enjoyed it. And you guys will have to do it again sometimes as, sure. a, as a surprise. There's no reason. But that was so much fun. Let me tell you my favorite part of it, too, because it just uh, it just struck me again today, was that I, I always love it when we um, don't all have the same opinion, you know? Um, to me, it seems like that's one of the beauties of the fandom, and that's exactly what Clarence and I were talking about and the the question had come up about whether or not the the, the show um, inspires 
and I knew from other conversations that we both feel that it does. Mm. But we were able to um, articulate why we found we find the show inspirational, the character inspirational, and each of those led in my mind immediately to a quote that I could cut out of the show and just drop right in there. And I listened to that part of the show once it was finished. And I thought that's some of the most elegant little bit of podcasting I think I've ever heard. <laughs> if I do say so myself, not because that was me talking, but because um, I felt like we both made really good points and there were perfect <laughs> bits of the show to, to then bring in to illustrate those points. And uh, I was just, I was just really happy about that. And that, that's what, that's the moment where I was wiggling in my chair saying, Kyle is going to love this. <laughs> so. Yes. And he did. I do want to know Indeed. what was the music that was underneath the conversation? That is some um, room tone for the interior of the TARDIS. Um, I want that. Yeah. I loved that. Somebody. I love the mm, ambiance. Yeah. Um, and if it's from, it's something that they made in the BBC you know, radiophonic workshop back in the day. So it was something that they layered on throughout the original series, I think. But um, yeah, somebody has made a, um, a spool of it that you can find on YouTube where they just strung it together for, I don't know, 24 hours or something like that. So you can just live in the TARDIS if you want to. <laughs> if, if only. only. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm glad you, glad you picked that out. Cause I thought, yeah, um, the the audio drama editor in me feels like there always needs to be a bed, <laughs> an audio bed, you know, when people are talking. So. so for everyone listening, when you start hearing that going forward, it's Lee's fault. It's not my it's fault. Not your fault. And speaking of it's not your fault, because literally, I don't think this was my fault. And Clarence, I want to point this question to you. You brought out a interesting thing that happened to episode 277 which was our top five companions episode when i uploaded that i uploaded the file had the entire episode but it cut off the last five minutes when i uploaded it again it didn't you're the computer man what do you think happened hmm. did your internet cut out i don't know <laughs> I just know for me, you guys were powering my workout and I was enjoying the episode. And when we got down to the very last uh, choice for Top Companion, which was your choice, no spoilers here, go to the episode. It, it cut off immediately after you finished and, you know, no goodbyes, no farewells, no parting gifts. It was just over. And I was sad. So, <laughs> so if you, like Clarence, were sad and you got that last five minutes that disappeared into infinity go and take away the episode actually why don't we do this since we're not doing a review let me say if you listen to episode 77 and the last five minutes were cut off and you've missed my top companion put us on pause for this episode go to your podcast player delete the episode download it again because guess what? From this moment forward, just because I want to say it, spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. Spoilers? What well, spoilers? And I killed Sparky, too. 
The spoiler warning has gone out, and we are back. And speaking of episode number 277, we had our friend Shannon Perry of the Oz9 podcast on. And the Oz9 podcast, as of this recording, just met a major milestone. And that milestone was 1 million and 9 download marks. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And nine. And why are there nine? I don't know. That's just because it's Oz 9. Who knows? So if you're fans of the show of Discussing Who, obviously everyone listening, you hear us talk about Oz 9 all the time. You also hear us talk about Relativity, the award-winning Relativity. And if you're on our website, you can find links to Oz 9 and Relativity on our website. And just for the heck of it, Lee Shackelford, where else could they find Relativity? Probably it'd be a good idea to go to RelativityPodcast.com. One other thing before we move on, Mr. Shackelford, if we have someone who is listening to our rants and raves for the very first time, what might you tell them? I would say I'm astonished that you're still with us after all this foolishness, but we are very glad that you're here. We recognize that you've got lots of things you could be doing, and you've chosen to hang with us for a little bit. So, so thank you. Thank you for the gift of your time. And if you're listening to us for the very first time, or if you have been with us from the very beginning, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We would appreciate a five-star review, and we will read that on an upcoming episode. So, gentlemen, before we get into what else we're talking about, I do want to break real quick because we have some feedback from the one and only Dave Cooper. So we will be back in just a moment. Hi everyone, discussing who, and of course the hosts, Kyle, Clarence, and Lee. Um, it was mentioned on episode uh, 272, did anybody in the UK have any feedback or any thoughts on the situation, uh, perhaps going forward with the BBC and set against the, the background of the changing uh, streaming services that are coming online. Um, and that has to also be set against, it must be admitted, a rather difficult time for people's personal um, finances. Inflation here in the UK is 7%, in America is 8%, and of course in the rest of Europe also. And there's no doubt about it, there's a possibility with all the conflicts that are going on, I'll just use that word for now, um, we could be in double-digit inflation and people may have to make savings. So the BBC finds itself uh, that in 2027 uh, the licence fee may be taken away and they may have to, um, and I say may because a future government could reverse any decisions made now, uh, maybe in a situation where they may be got to fend for themselves out in a public place um, charge for what they do and yet maintain standards that have made them um, world-class entertainment uh, for many people. Uh, trusted news services, as Lee mentioned, um, and as Clarence, I think, was unsure. I mean, yes, the breadth of the BBC is enormous. Um, not only is what you see on the uh, aerial transmitted 
TV, but on satellite they have all the regional variations. Uh, I've just counted on my satellite system there are over 30 BBC channels because of local news variations. Yes, of course, most of the programmes are the same, but they still have all these transponders that they're feeding. They've got all the uh, radio networks, local networks, radio, world services, world services currently extremely important uh, for getting out um, of what I think uh, I was delighted to hear Lee say um, was one of his go-to places to get um, as transparent reporting of the news as as you would find anywhere else in the world and perhaps less biased than many. Thanks again for the discussing him. Thanks for the opportunity to come on and uh, give some feedback to your show. Uh, keep going, guys. Really enjoy it. And the rest of the uh, discussing network shows as well. Bye, all. Talk to you soon. And as always, Dave Cooper, you are appreciated. We've got to get him back on the show soon. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I'm ashamed to say, I think, and I, I can't believe I remember this, we are almost to 300, and I think it was 150 since Ooh. Dave was on with us last. So we definitely have to get Dave back. Ouch. Yeah. Um, the Here's my thought. <laughs> this may be a conversation we should have off air, but um, Dave is one of our uh, uh, life authorities on the show because he grew up in the UK, grew up watching the show. Uh, which none of us can say that we did, you know, as uh, as younger people. And so he's always been intimately connected to the show. And we're about to get an episode that has Tegan Jovanka and Ace. Mm. And it would be great for us to come up with, and maybe, and so I'm putting out the call to Dave really here. If we were going to review an episode to introduce, you know, Clarence to <laughs> Tegan... <laughs> What what would you pick? What would you? What's the Tegan show? Oh, um, I like that. And then and then come on board with us, and we'll talk about that Tegan episode together. May I say something? Uh, no, whose show is this anyway? Well, of no, 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 no. I was yeah, going yeah. to actually say that is brilliant, Mister Shaw. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> See, let me finish, and I'll yeah. just talk about your brilliance. <laughs> yeah. well, as long right. as it's nice, you know. Oh, That's right. Hey, yes. when have you hey. not known me to say something nice? Come on. It's always the last thing people hear. <laughs> that is true. But while we're just being snarky and corny with our jokes, mm. we do have some news. And that's serious. We have some more Doctor Who news because as of this recording, as of yesterday, the BBC has confirmed that American actor Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> is to join the cast of Doctor Who. The actor is currently filming scenes that will be shown as part of Doctor Who's 60th anniversary in 2023. Gentlemen, Clarence, I'll start with you. Thoughts? Oh, man, I hope he's going to be funny because <laughs> he's hilarious oh, in... Uh, Man, I don't know. I think he's going to have an interesting character to play. I have no idea who that would be, but I hope he brings the laughs because that guy can can really uh, turn it on. So, yeah, bring on Neil Patrick Harris. I'm ready for it. And I would, yeah, I agree. And I had I have seen him as a dramatic actor as well, and he's he's quite gifted there as well. So I I don't put anything past him. Um, 
It is interesting that uh, they're stressing the thing that jumps out to a lot of us. He's an American. So is um, is he the biggest American actor we've had in Doctor Who stuff since Mackay Pfeiffer from <laughs> Torchwood season five? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, <laughs> or whatever season that was. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I've been. I, I I thought this question would come up, and I should have prepared for it <laughs> because I, I don't know. Um, you, you may be right, Clarence. That may be why they're they're calling it out. But mm. I don't know. I really don't know. It's uh, interesting that you are casting an American actor, and I just think that it's again something that RTD is doing, which is yeah. trying to reconnect the base and reconnect mm-hmm. the fandom and excite the fandom. Uh, speaking of RTD, he says about the casting, it is my huge honor to open our studio doors for the mighty Neil Patrick Harris, but who, why, and what is he playing? You'll just have to wait, but I promise you the stuff we're shooting now is off the scale. Doctor, beware. Hmm. Now, there's a photo that has accompanied that announcement everywhere that I've seen it, and it makes him look like, well, makes him look like Mr. Mexius Pitalik, but <laughs> um, people are saying that he's the Celestial Toymaker, <laughs> who is a a character from way back oh. then. I just don't know. I don't know whether or not to trust that image, because for heaven's sake, the 60th anniversary isn't until next November, not this nice. November, but next November. So... Surely they're not. There's not actually film rolling through the gate, as we used to say. Mm. Like, are they shooting things for the next? Really? It's interesting that you said shooting things yeah. because if mm-hmm. I am, if I've not said this on the show before, I'm saying it now. I do believe we will get obviously a 60th anniversary special. Excuse me, a 60th anniversary special. I am a hundred percent in my belief that we will get that. However, I, I also think, and I would not be surprised if RTD doesn't give us a Christmas special this year for a Christmas present being a Christmas special this year, and I would also not be surprised if we don't see at least one more special leading into the 60th. I hope you're right. Mm. I I don't, I mean, I'm not reading anything that, you know, is like, Oh, I can't talk about it. That's just me merely speculating. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. I'm hopeful that that would happen. I'm, I'm just happy if we get a 60th with RTD, you know, I'd be happy with that. But for some reason, my, gut is telling me we will get at least one more something other than the 60th before the 60th. And I'm not meaning the centennial special. I'm meaning one more RTD produced story before the 60th. Mm. Yeah. I, I've been forgetting about the BBC centennial. Yeah. And they started in 1922. So hang on, let me do the math here real quick. So this is the 100th year celebration for them Mm -hmm. you know and that's going to be jody's last episode right 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 well before we get into your story lee i want to tell you guys something that i did about uh, 
probably about two or three months ago now. Uh, wow, I can't believe it's been that long. Definitely two months ago, maybe into third. But anyway, and I may have mentioned this to you, but if I didn't, I'm mentioning it on the air. I went down to my local library and signed up. I couldn't believe that I had not been to the library in probably 15, 20 years, but I mm -hmm. went down, signed up, and they have this app. And I'm not sure if local libraries, wherever you're listening, have this, but they have this app called Hoopla at my local library that has a plethora, a load, a number, plenty, whatever you want to say, of Doctor <laughs> Who Big Finish audio dramas. And since that time, I have listened to the the following and I'm the last one I list is going to be the um one I am in currently. Lee, I am fairly certain that I know you're going to want to comment on one of these. The first one I listened to was called The Sirens of Time. It was a full cast audio drama and actually all of these are full audio dramas except for the last one. The Sirens of Time. It was a three doctor adventure with five, six and seven. I listened to Dead London, which was an eighth Doctor story. I listened to a fourth Doctor box set, which was two stories featuring the Doctor and Leela, or the fourth Doctor and Leela. A very interesting one called Master, which was with the seventh Doctor and the Master. The next one, or the one that I've listened to most recently before the, the one I'm on now, is called The Vengeance of Morbius, which is an mm -hmm. eighth Doctor story. See, I told you. And yeah. the one I'm on now is a second Doctor box set, the second Doctor, Jamie and Zoe. So mm -hmm. any thoughts from you guys on any of the things that I mentioned or any questions? Um, I also have the Hoopla app, and I can tell you that out here at, our, at the tiny little library in St. Stephen's, North Carolina, when you walk in the door, they ask if you want to sign up for Hoopla. So I think it's it's pretty ubiquitous, um, and it is uh, it is because it's online. It means that all libraries can plug into the same network, which gives them, mm -hmm. you know, uh, an almost silence in the library kind of um, <laughs> um, kind of scale. And yeah, as you say, there are so many audio titles to listen to, and Big Finish has opened up a whole lot of that stuff to it. Um, that's how I first heard. Um, I'm now forgetting what it's called, but it's uh, it's one with Colin Baker and uh, deals with pirates. And he actually sings part of uh, Pirates of Penzance, and, which just delighted me as a fan of A, Colin Baker, and B, Gilbert and Sullivan. So brought them together anyway. Um, but yeah, that is a vast treasure trove of Doctor Who goodness out there for free, for free, people. You know, I listened, I have to admit, I listened to The Vengeance of Morbius solely for you, Lee, because I wanted to listen to it and think of you as I was listening. So while you were gone, just know you were thought about. <laughs> Thank you very much. And you know, I haven't heard it. So there you go. Lee, I want to kind of lend the mic to you and let Clarence and I take the backstage for a minute and let you talk about your trip and specifically who you met and how that person connects to Dr. Who? Well, um, <laughs> yeah, it's been, I've been, I've been traveling for three weeks. So, so much has happened, but, um, 
our first Doctor Who connection was when I was in Paris because I got to go back to my favorite museum, possibly my favorite museum on earth. But uh, Paris is home to the Musée d'Orsay, which is depicted in the episode uh, Vincent and the Doctor. And the Van Gogh collection, as depicted in the episode, is not quite what it really is like. But the painting of the church is there. Mm. And I so I, I took a selfie with it to to let everybody know that there's no monster in the window. <laughs> no creeper anymore. in the window? Oh, man. <laughs> no creeper. So, um, and... Um, um, but you know, so that's good news. Uh, the the famous sunflower painting does not say for Amy on it, though. So <laughs> somebody messed with the painting. That is very. That's the only explanation I can think of. Anyway, uh, I had to do a selfie as as everybody else there was doing with the uh, famous self portrait, which is also the the Orsay. But um, the first thing you see when you get to the um, the um, post impressionists is that painting of his bedroom, which you'll remember uh, they went to extraordinary lengths to recreate in the episode. And uh, I just always love that. If you know that painting well, when we get that shot, you're like, holy smoke. <laughs> they've they've built a set of that. Anyway, mm. uh, it's just a great moment in that episode for people who know the painting. Um, anyway, uh, so so that was great to sort of stand there where that is supposed to have happened that moment in uh, Vincent and the Doctor. Um, but then on into Scotland. Wait, wait. Where uh, uh, did he... Uh, quick, oh, can, I, can I ask you, uh, were you there when the guy yeah. threw the cake at the Mona Lisa? Or is that a different... <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, different. Okay. I get them confused. <laughs> right. And in, the, and in the Louvre, which... We did go to the Louvre, but we did not go in. There was a line uh, literally a mile long. And, um, you know, people I know who've been there have said, believe it or not, it's not that big a deal. Mm. Um, it's anyway, but, um, that, that's another conversation for another day, I guess. But, um, anyway, then on to Scotland where I did eat the haggis, by the way, and I think it's delicious. It uh, didn't look delicious. Just FYI. Yeah. I, I took pictures and a lot of people said, you know, things like it should be outlawed and others said Yum. But what has always turned people off over here is that it is traditionally served inside the stomach of a goat. And, you know, <laughs> as, as, as General Bismarck said, people shouldn't know how their politics or their sausages are made. But sausages, you know, for, for centuries have been made of intestinal casing, you know, that they mix things up and stick them in there. You know, so people, that's what people have been eating is sausages for the longest. Anyway, um, I, I had the heads up that you're not supposed to eat that. You're supposed to eat what's inside it <laughs> that has been baked inside it, which is um, mostly oatmeal, honestly. Anyway, so, uh, and the, the portion that I was served didn't come that way anyway. So I, I think, I think they heard my accent and said, let's give them the American version. So <laughs> anyway, um, I loved it, but, Phew. Yeah, then then on to England for a lot of adventures there. Uh, I, as a Sherlock Holmes fan, you can imagine that I, you know, I was wishing we could stay on Baker Street. And I was surfing around on Hotels.com and found an apartment on Baker Street. And we changed our plans to instead of running back and forth all over, you know, the south of England, we decided to just land there 
and take day trips out from there. So we got to stay for six days in, I love saying this, my flat on Baker Street. <laughs> nice. Uh, it was, um, I wasn't expecting that, but we could literally stroll up to 221B and to the uh, the recreation of Holmes's rooms and the, uh, the, the little museum and gift shop there. And, um, and into Regent's Park, which is one of the most wonderful places on planet Earth. Um, you, you cross the Clarence Bridge to get into Regent's Park. Yes, nice picture you sent. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you. And uh, <laughs> um, anyway, it's just, it's just a fantastic place. And I knew from you know, growing up reading the stories that uh, where Baker Street uh, ends, is the next stop is the Regent's Park. And Holmes and Watson could walk up there. Um, and that has turned out to be true as time has gone by. We were among the first uh, Yanks to ride on the yes. new Elizabeth Line in the underground. Yes, I saw some footage about this on YouTube. It's kind of amazing what yes. they did. It, it is glorious, as you might imagine. But yeah, that, that ribbon cutting was during Her Majesty's Jubilee, which Anglophile though I am, I didn't, I hadn't done the math. I didn't know this was when the Jubilee was going to be. So we arrived in the middle of chaos. <laughs> And as soon as the official celebrations were over, the underground went on strike. Mm. So we had some challenges getting around, but we did make a day trip out to Stonehenge. That was my second time being there. And I was able to take my, my buddy, uh, David Duncan, who is a, um, a huge enthusiast about ancient sites. So I've known my, this is my buddy I've known for nearly 40 years, and I have never seen him cry about anything and there were tears running down his cheeks at stonehenge mm. Mm. i i think stonehenge is one of those things where either you get it or you don't you know i think there there are probably busloads of people who go out there day after day and say okay rocks you know if you know how they got there and if you know why they are there and that they've been there for we're guessing nearly 5,000 years, it's, uh, it, it has to blow your mind when you're finally in the presence of them. And to think of all the different, the different days, the different days of sunlight that have hit that stone. Um, yeah. It's, it's a remarkable thing. So, but yeah, I, the reason, I, I don't want to, I, I know I'm talking too much and we're not onto the Doctor Who stuff. So getting onto another of England's monuments, ancient monuments, Brian Blessed, um, who is an, an actor that I have long adored. I just love everything that he's done. And I, I first saw him in I, Claudius, in which he is the Emperor Augustus. He's Caesar, and he's fabulous. And of course, that show features fellow Doctor Who alum, Derek Jacobi, mm. who, is, who is Claudius. Uh, he, he plays the Emperor C C C C Claudius with the stammer. <laughs> um, anyway, he uh, and because of the way their histories work, he never shares any scenes with Brian. But uh, anyway, um, uh, mm. Brian Blessed oh, is oh, also. Oh, oh, yeah, oh I can't. I, mm. I have to say it. Derek Jacobi. Yeah. What? Yeah. He was Professor. Ch he was Professor Chan, though. Yes. F professor. Professor. No. Professor Yana, though. Yes. Yeah. He Chan, Ch her name was Chan, though. Oh, God. Professor Yana, oh, though. Yeah. Who will get this joke? Yeah. Only the diehards. Mm. Ooh, that's, yeah. <laughs> I just did that that's... for you guys because I remember the last time we were doing it, I kept saying, and then, though. 
and something else yeah. though, and something <laughs> something yeah. though, and here I keep sure. going though. Just but, something though. Yes. Yeah. But but Kyle's going to give it back to you though. Thank you. He was he was Professor Yana though, and I was so excited. I said, "Wow, Dirk Jacobs is going to be the master." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> though he he was for a minute. Though, though. Um, fans of other sci-fi franchises will know Brian Blessed from uh, Space 1999, which he was, uh, he was Maya's father. And, um, he was in, uh, his Star Wars. He got to be Boss Nast. Mm. Um, things like that. Um, he's, uh, Voltan, the king of the Hawkmen in the 1980, uh, Flash Gordon. Uh, and for some weird reason, for all the things he's done, I mean, what a career he's had on stage and screen. He's 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 in all of Kenneth Branagh's Shakespeare films. He's he's uh, uh, Lord Exeter in that magnificent film of Henry V. And uh, and he and, and Kenneth just get some of the best scenes together. He just it, it, that's a fantastic film in any case. Um, but um, but for all the things that Brian Blessed has done, the thing that the people have seized on in pop culture is uh, in uh, Flash Gordon. There's a moment where they learn that they believe Gord- Flash Gordon's dead, and uh, uh, Dale Arden says uh, Ming the Merciless isn't invincible. I mean, he couldn't even kill Flash Gordon. And Voltan says, "Gordon's alive." <laughs> it's a, it's it's kind of a, a small moment that passes, but. For some reason, people started stopping him on the street and saying, say Gordon's alive. <laughs> he like... insists that even that one of the times when he has met Her Majesty, she said, Brian, I wonder if you would say Gordon's alive for me. <laughs> so, a lot of his stories, you, <laughs> it's really hard to tell when he is uh, pulling your leg and not. Um, but he's had such an amazing life. You have to think, well, a lot of these crazy things he says, they're probably true. Um, he uh, To cross franchises again, he grew up with Patrick Stewart. Oh, um, really? They are both they are both minors kids from Lancashire. And uh, they both grew up with fathers who may not have been the nicest people in the world, but, uh, but loved the classics. They loved Shakespeare. And they wanted their sons to grow up knowing them. They didn't particularly want them to go out and be actors because that's a famously, you know, foolish thing to do with your life. But uh, they both did it anyway. Brian is a little older, so he was uh, sort of a, a year ahead when they got off to the to the professional drama schools uh, in Patrick. But um, but yeah, they've known each other almost literally all their lives, and um, so I think that's cool. And, and are still great friends. On Doctor Who, uh, Brian is King Irkanos in trial of the time lord and it's in that wonky thing in trial of the time lord where there appear to be two timelines so either spoilers (laughs) either perry ends up dead or worse than dead or she ends up married to king Irkanos, and we'll never know which i prefer the Irkanos theory (laughs) um but uh, you got to see all of trial the the last part of Trial of Time Lord to see what, what what's going on there, but I've always wished we'd tie that up properly once and for all. Anyway, I learned that Brian was doing one of his famous um, in-person appearances um, in Bristol, which is about halfway between London and the coast, the West Coast. And so, you know, a, a two-hour taxi drive or bus or whatever. And, and, and they were going to do it on my friend David's birthday. So before we booked anything else on this trip, I bought tickets for us to see Brian Blessed in Bristol. 
And so on that day, we were already in the, in Bath, where the ancient Roman baths were. Um, souvenir from that place, I bought a towel. <laughs> my, my bath towel. <laughs> um, it's too good to pass up, isn't it? Um, and then we got on a, we got a car and went to Bristol. And so we, we wanted to make sure we knew where the theater was. So we got to the theater about 90 minutes before the, you know, the audience was supposed to be uh, before they opened the house. So we're there, you know, my wife went up and asked the lady at the ticket office, can you recommend a restaurant? Lady said, yeah, here's where you can go off and get something. And a car pulls up in front of the, the theater and I'm still paying off the cab driver. Right. And I look back at my wife and she's, you can't see this because it's an audio recording, of course, but I'm pointing surreptitiously, you know, like how you put your finger close to your chest and go over there. And my wife's going, and David and I looked. And of course, it's Brian getting out of the car. Wow. With a guy who looks just like him, but younger, I presume to be his son. <laughs> anyway, my wife, who who is is not awed by celebrity, you know. Uh, she just went over and introduced herself and said, my traveling companions here, here's my husband and my friend David, they are both your biggest fans. And he just turned and lit up and said, well, well you know, so good of you to come and see me. And so, <laughs> and um, I said, I, I bought tickets to this show. We came all the way from America because it's David's <laughs> birthday. And he said, well, happy birthday, David. So now David's quivering. Brian Blessed said happy birthday to me. <laughs> and I said, I thought you'd have fancy i thought you'd have italian leather shoes like fancy smith now that's a reference to zed cars which goes back to the very beginning of his tv career and he he could have turned and looked at me he said blimey you know all about me don't you <laughs> and i said i'm america's leading authority on brian blessed <laughs> but anyway we just stood out there and chatted about bristol and the theater as it was in those days and why he was excited to come back to one of the places where he studied as a young man and give this talk. And, um, but he was just friendly and affable. And, and I was, because he, he comes across on screen as being 10 feet tall. I was also just noting that I had to look down to meet his eyeline. I'm, I'm a little taller than he is. I mean, I still don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, <laughs> did I, did I feel that was sad? He's smaller than I thought, but everybody is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, TV makes everybody look bigger. But uh, anyway, it's it's not really that interesting a story, is it? Um, no, it's very but it, interesting. But it was but it was a big deal to me. I just just standing there on the sidewalk chatting amiably with Brian, freaking blessed. I wouldn't say you're the emperor of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, and then and then we went into the the talk, which was absolutely packed. It was great, and he. At 85 years old, he can absolutely hold his own just standing there talking and keeping a room full of people rolling with laughter and on the edge of our seats sometimes, these, these thrilling stories that he's told. Because he's had, in addition to being an actor, he's an explorer. He likes to call himself half actor and half explorer. He has been to the top of Everest. Oh, he wow. has been halfway up Everest without oxygen, something that only one other person has ever done. He's climbed... Well, he's climbed, I think, something like seven of the ten tallest mountain ranges in the world. He is the oldest man to go to the North Pole on foot. Jeez. Interesting. Yeah. So he likes doing stuff like that. And his his money these days, well, the rest of the conversation about his shoes was he was wearing these these uh, loafers, you know, like you might buy at, you know, Walmart or whatever. 
and uh, and he he talked about that when he was on stage. He said, uh, "You see, you see how I'm dressed. This is, I am not a wealthy man, <laughs> because when I get money, I immediately give it away to the care and defense of animals and their oh, habitat." Oh wow! Although he said, "I have put a certain amount of money into my recent training that I have just completed at Star City in Russia, because I am going into space." <laughs> Final frontier. And if anybody else said that, we, yeah. <laughs> And if anybody else said that, you know, you go, oh, you are not. You're 85 years old. Yeah, no, yeah, you probably are. You probably well, are. So, Shatner can do it. Anybody can do it. <laughs> well, yeah. And Shatner kind of got the, you know, just sit here and let us, you know, do the rest. And Brian wants to do it the, the old-fashioned way, trained as an astronaut. <laughs> so he's certified. He he can get in a commercial and in a, yeah, in a, in a NASA vehicle and fly. Amazing, amazing man. And, um, well, well, you know, here's the other Doctor Who connection is that when um, it looked like they were going to have to come up with something ingenious to do because William Hartnell couldn't do the show anymore, uh, there were a number of actors in Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, in uh, <laughs> who were doing things for the BBC that they approached. And uh, Patrick Troughton, obviously, was the one that uh, who finally came forward and uh, everybody agreed on. But Brian was one of the actors approached. Mm. So he, in, a, in another universe, he was the second doctor. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, be way back when. But, uh, but yeah, he did sort of make his triumphant return in the days of the, the sixth doctor and Perry as King Yerkanos, um, who is one of his, he does a lot of kind of flamboyantly big, big voice characters. And that's all they are. They're just a, a big, they're just a noise. And uh, he did that on Blackadder and uh, um, some other places. But, yeah, that, that's his. That's Mirkanos. Um, it's fun. But, yeah, so so my my visit with Brian Blessed, that's the end of the story. Well, I have a question about just in general on your trip. You know, I know mm. over the past couple of years we've made reference on this podcast several times about how in the states the merchandising of doctor who seems to be not as much as it was as with matt smith's 11th doctor and 12th doctor mm -hmm. curious if just in walking around on, on your trip did you see doctor who merchandising or did you see doctor who stuff whatever that might be i have packed up today two envelopes that I'm sending to the two of you of things that I brought you back from England. None of it is Dr. Who merch <laughs> because there isn't any really. I mean, I just didn't see it. You'll, you'll get the connection. They're sort of like, you know, inside jokes, the, the things that I'm sending you, but there, but yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. I'm remembering what it was like when, when David Tennant was the doctor. And uh, it's just not like that anymore. So, you know, make of it what you will. I, now, now there was a, a parade in front of Buckingham Palace during the Queen's Jubilee. I did not see this, but I had some, but I had several people tell me about it. But you know, there were, you know, there were bands from you know various schools and things like that. And then there was you know a, a whole troop of the military who came out and they would come out and present arms and so on. And six Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Which I said. That sends somewhat the wrong signal, doesn't it? <laughs> I think the last time they were strolling along and 
in front of Buckingham Palace. That was a bad thing. But anyway, even they salute the queen on her. There you go. Yeah. But that's it. I think that's a good way to end our episode. Even the Daleks <laughs> salute the queen on her 70th anniversary on there the throne. Go. There right. you go. So, gentlemen and Clarence, I want to start with you. Anything else that you've been working on that, or that you would like to share that you've been watching or anything like that before we wrap? <sighs> that I've been watching? Um, not a lot. I did see, wow, what's the last Marvel movie that came out? Uh, oh, yeah, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which I quite enjoyed. And, uh, you know, there's there's quite a few, few good movies out lately. And I uh, caught up on some original Top Gun, which I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what the hype is about. But be that as it may. <laughs> trying to get You were not a teenage girl at the time. <laughs> so trying to get ready for the sequel. But other than that, uh, just chilling, man. Uh, enjoying the summer and trying to get past these hot days. <laughs> Yeah, Ms. Marvel? Oh, yes, I have been watching Ms. Marvel, too, and rather enjoyed the first episode. Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed it. I'm just dreading that inevitable appearance of Captain Marvel proper, but Mm. maybe I'll get the real Captain Marvel of Monica Mm. Rambeau. Why do you hate her, man? I I never understand this. We can have a whole other episode tangent. (laughs) That that is another tangent for another episode on another podcast, maybe. It's it's, it's generational. Uh, (laughs) But all I know is, anybody listening, Monica Rambeau is Captain Marvel well before Carol Danvers ever was. Thank you. Multiverse of Madness. No, it's... Mm. That, in, there you go. No, plants. It's generational one, to me. To me, Captain Marvel is still who Billy Batson turns into when he says Shazam. So, ooh, ooh so Black Adam. Yeah, that looked good. Yeah, you know who was? They've briefly considered the the uh, the advisability of having a, a bad guy whose name is Black something, <laughs> and uh, so they seriously considered renaming the character Shaz Adam. Oh, wait, what? Is that a joke? Yeah. No, that is not a joke. Shazadam. What the f... Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Anyway, they've gone back to Black Adam. Thank anyway. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> another another narrow squeak for... <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Lee, we know what you've been doing. For me, <laughs> I have been busy i haven't watched other things much other than i'm still binging the murdoch mysteries i'm now on season eight or nine so woohoo uh like i said totally binging that and for everyone listening we hope you've enjoyed the three of us just catching up (laughs) uh we had fun with this and we hope you did too and as always we will be back next time You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. 